I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate! Hello and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this is a spoiler cast for Marvel's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, that's right. The last comic book Marvel movie of the year. And it's an important time over here at the podcast where we get to talk about uh, the the big heavy hitter in the comic book movie universe right now, uh, which is Marvel. Yes, very much so. Um, Again, as we stated in our previous podcast, this is the 14th number one consecutively for Marvel Studios. And that's just baffling to me. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, can... they uh, they're definitely uh, con- consistent hitters. I'm sure there's a sports analogy out there with baseball somewhere, but I just don't understand how that works. So I'll let, they're batting three hundred. I'll, I'll, I'll leave someone else up to that. But yeah, it's it, they're 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 knocking them out of the park. They're making plenty of money. They're not going anywhere. Uh, so we have this new addition here to talk about today. Yes, we do. A, a new movie we've watched. I believe we both saw opening hour on Thursday in each four time zones, respectively. And um, I I saw it in IMAX 3D, Mike, and I got to say, that is the way to go. There's mm-hmm. no other way to watch this movie. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch it a second time to see it in that IMAX uh, format. But before Wait, we get... You're- you're gonna go see a second time? Ooh, I I might. That's a that's a big deal for me if you're new to the podcast. I don't rewatch movies a whole lot. There's too much good stuff out there to watch. I don't usually go backwards, but uh, there's a lot of uh, going backwards in this movie. A lot of manipulation with time. So before we go too far forward, there are spoilers in this podcast. Duh, it's called a spoiler cast, so don't be too surprised. Mm-hmm. So from here on out, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, or or if you're some sort of sadist that likes everything spoiled, um, we're about ready to get into it. You've come to the right place, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Doctor Strange is the, like I said, the 14th Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And I don't know, honestly, when the beginning of it takes place. They don't give us any real notification yeah, of I mean, it, when this movie starts. It almost doesn't even necessarily matter. Uh, there, there are references to the Avengers in the movie. So uh, mm-hmm. at, at that point in the film, they, they are brought up. So this isn't some way way far back in the day. Things are modern, you know. They're not trying the to second the, the second half of the film, you know when it is. Yeah, exactly. But the first half, how long... So, he, of course, he breaks his hands... How long does he spend healing his hands and learning the ways of the mystic arts? Yeah, we don't we don't we, we don't really know. And there's actually some Easter eggs we'll talk about that might shed some mm-hmm. light on that. But uh, before we start getting nitty gritty, uh, we, we gave our initial impressions on our, our new segment of the of the superhero slate. But, Chris, uh, without leaving anything out, no need to censor yourself anymore. Uh, give us your review of Doctor Strange. So, Doctor Strange, I I like Doctor Strange. I don't love Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is really the way I have to, to word this. Because I think it is a good movie, a good addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, I think they played it safe. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I really wanted to see something a little more out there with a little more stakes than we did in this one. I see what you're saying. 
Um, because by the end of this movie, we know Doctor Strange is going to live to see the next one. <laughs> yeah. He's been confirmed for the Avengers. There, there, there's the plethora of Phase Three to go through. This is not going to end the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So at times, I felt that it was safe. Like no one was going to get hurt. Nothing really was going to happen to change the cinematic universe until that time gem popped into play. Oh so, yeah. Um, I really enjoy. The more I think about it, the more I enjoy the third act. Uh, we talked about it earlier. The more I think on it, the more I really enjoy the third act. But getting to that is almost beat for beat Iron Man one. Yeah, and and it's and, it's also pretty beat for beat with the animated movie. If you saw that too, mm-hmm. it was on Netflix at one point in time back in the day. I don't think it is anymore. But yeah, there, not. there's not a whole lot of surprises along the way of him becoming Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's very, very, very safe, like I said. Um, but at the same time, I, I enjoy the soundtrack of this movie, probably more so than, than most other films. Um, that, Like I said, that West, the Eastern vibe mm-hmm. to, to the music. Um, I, I don't know what the instrument they play is. It was very interesting. Um, but again, as Mike said in the other show, the visuals in this movie are a mind fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you go in on drugs, you're <laughs> you're doing yourself a disservice because this will do it for you. Um, and that's where this full IMAX frame comes into play. Most over an hour of this movie was the full IMAX screen, top to bottom, including all the trippy effects. Because you know it's IMAX and digital, they can they can make it that big uh-huh. in post production, or that. But I love looking at that. I loved the ending with the time loop paradox on how he beat. Uh, Dormammu uh-huh. in in the dark dimension, and I actually like the visual representation of Dormammu. When you see him in the comic books, it looks like some guy with like a um, a sock over his face. <laughs> yeah, Dormammu looks a little bit kind of like the old renderings of I would say the Human Torch almost back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, Just you're, straight lines. Yeah, you're not really sure if he's like on fire or what exactly is going on there. I'm not really sure what the modern look of Dormammu looks like in the movie. Uh, we we might have a little bit of a differing opinion uh, here, so maybe we can talk about it for a second. Just Dormammu in general. Um, Lay it on me. Uh, one thing that I kind of was hoping with this movie that the whole universe wouldn't have to be at stake for me to have a good Doctor Strange movie. You know, it kind of seems that's the difference between a uh, between a superhero TV show and a superhero movie. If we're going to be getting a movie budget, there better be gigantic states. Literally, the universe must be um, at its feet uh, for to the villain. So I was kind of hoping maybe the story might be a little bit smaller. And actually, we're kind of hinting at maybe possibly a smaller story for Doctor Strange 2 with the motivations mm-hmm. of the villain uh, in the second one. And we'll talk about uh, that. But yeah, I was kind of hoping uh, maybe Dormammu wouldn't necessarily be wanting to destroy the entire planet. Uh, but uh, he was represented as kind of just a giant head almost. So I, w- I was kind of hoping maybe we'd get to see kind of something a little bit more um, screen sized. Maybe we could see right. his limbs and his feet and stuff. Maybe he would kind of uh, go toe to toe with Doctor Strange, maybe throwing some punches. I mean, I'm sure some people out there don't really care either way, but because we got a lot of that awesome sorcery see, fighting with the humans already. I'm, I'm going to disagree because this is one of the few Marvel films where the, the, the character, well, I guess since Iron Man, since 
the the hero outwitted the bigger, more powerful. Oh yeah, I, I think the way he dismantled Dormammu was awesome. That's one thing that I did appreciate. We didn't just have some sort of slugfest at the very very mm-hmm. end. You know, Doctor Strange was smart. That's the one thing that yeah. he relied on in this entire movie. He might have been an arrogant bastard at the beginning of the movie, and he may have still been pretty arrogant at the end of the movie. But he was a smart dude that could see outcomes. I'm sure he he would make an excellent chess player as well. So yeah, he just he he understood and he sacrificed himself at the end. He was willing to put himself in that time loop forever. But um, yeah, I I love the way that they did it. It, it wasn't necessarily um, just a big sky beam, but it, it would have been nice to maybe to see uh, Dormammu kind of in uh, from head to toe, just so he didn't just see so disembodied, so impersonal. I guess I guess you know I was expecting a character whose uh, job was to uh, eat universes and connect and transform things into the dark dimension. Maybe we get to see a little bit more around his corners and edges. But, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll let it slide. Not the biggest deal because I, di- I did like the creative way that they dealt with him at yeah. the end. Yeah, well, I think he kind of reminded me of maybe Marvel's current, maybe their Galactus, if you will. Since they mm-hmm. don't have a Galactus, this is what their Galactus would look like. Yeah, I could The see eater that. of worlds. Yeah. And, but I'm also glad they didn't kill him. Like, they didn't off him. He can definitely come back later and give you that form that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, he's still on the board. He's not He's not off the table. Um, the other characters are, uh, as you as we, as is tradition, um, Kaecilius was uh, probably killed, most likely killed. He won't come back. Um, but I did enjoy their matter weapons that they created their daggers and swords they created in that thin translucent layer Mm -hmm. because actually i did there were times in this movie where i was like oh my god i don't know what kind of damage they can do because i cannot see their weapons Mm -hmm. and um especially in the fight in the sanctum santorum in um with uh doom versus or not doom strange versus kaisilis and his two disciples like i it kind of had me on the edge of my seat so oh little bit, yeah that though- that was actually something i really enjoyed about the movie was that fight because we were kind of talking before this movie came out we were wondering how long it would take dr strange to kind of catch up and be the sorcerer supreme and actually he never became the sorcerer supreme he never did i Congratulations, Marvel, for not pulling that gun. Yeah, which was great because they. I just I saw it coming from a mile away when they said like, "Oh, we don't have a Sorcerer Supreme anymore. Who's going to be the next Sorcerer Supreme?" And I'm just like, "Oh, well, I guess they're just going to make it him." And they didn't, so I was just like, "Oh, I guess I guess what I saw out there in the distance wasn't what I uh, thought was going to happen." So I thought that was pretty cool. But that fight was really awesome because you had Doctor Strange, who was almost just he was a novice. You know, he had the game set on easy for him for the longest time, and now he was uh, playing it and then the advanced options and it was uh it was difficult for him and you were like what's gonna happen to him he is outclassed by every aspect of uh the people that he's fighting you know he just barely he barely knows how to make a little string to protect himself i thought actually thought it was pretty humorous where he was in new york and he was kind of looking over that banister you know getting ready to fight and he just kind of makes that little string of magic and i was just like oh dude you're gonna get fucked up they're gonna destroy <laughs> you and uh so i thought that was cool seeing him get thrown around and destroyed he tried he tried his best to be clever because that's kind of his uh that's kind of his superpower is to be clever and he trapped some of those people in uh different uh parts of the world like the desert and stuff through those magic doors i thought that was cool 
Um, I, I thought they brought his cloak pretty uh, cleverly into the um, mm-hmm. into the world where like he didn't just go up to it and go like, oh, there's a cool cloak. I'm going to put it on. He had to be fucking smashed through the display case for it to even uh, become part of him. Oh, so, and, and it actually the way it like defended him and like had its own personality and mm-hmm. was able to whoop ass by itself was really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, it very much like Iron Man's kind of AI. <laughs> like it was like a Jarvis without a voice. Yeah. Um, at times, which which is cool. Um, I'm really, I really, I like the cape. I think I think it added personality to it, and he's not just he just doesn't fly because he can. Yeah, exactly. Kind of so I, I really I really enjoyed that fight. It's it's kind of cool seeing a character that doesn't doesn't know everything get his ass beat, but you know tries to find a way out of it. That's kind of what we want to see in a hero story. In general, but I, I think we can kind of use that to come back around just in general to talk about the magic in this movie because that's this is brand new to the Marvel Universe. It's been rooted in some sort of version of science for years here, where it was either some sort of gamma ray thing or, you know, maybe mutation over on the Fox side of things or some sort of super soldier serum, you know, advanced mm-hmm. technology. This is magic. This is a whole other world. And I actually thought we were brought into it pretty well. Um, uh, I thought Tilda Swinton played a good ancient one. Um, yeah. Obviously, it didn't really matter who ended up being in that role so much because uh, the ancient one died before the movie was over. So who knows if we would as is tradition? Yeah, who knows if we would have ended up getting that um, that Eastern casting? You know, would have been a good idea because the, your character just would have been killed off anyway. So maybe that's kind of led into the decision of picking uh, Tilda Swinton, but. Um, I, I mean, that might be, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, she she brought she was wittier than Strange was at times, mm-hmm. but also had that underlying like I am using the dark power for my own good kind of thing that reveal that came later. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I like the way that they kind of showed Doctor Strange learning the uh, learning the magic because you are kind of wondering how is a dude gonna like catch up to everybody else so quickly when you know magic always seems seems to be something that's ancient that takes years and decades to. Pre- perfect you know you you would imagine it would take him a while but then when you go into his ability to become a smart doctor actually does work pretty well for him becoming a smart spellcaster because it is all about kind of reading and studying and he was he was properly motivated i would say and that's always the one major thing i'm looking for any story that i'm watching is just give me a character that's properly motivated so i don't have to roll my eyes when he's doing something that makes no sense so i yeah i, I liked that no i agree and you know it, I think the the one of my complaints was when he did finally learn how to use his sling ring and magic. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie sped through the rest of the process for him. Um, I I kind of want to see him maybe use a couple more spells, um, you know, throughout before he got to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you know some something different, a little variety than just wormholes and then the whip that he created out of his hands. But I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, it, you know, like I said, it was very easy. There's not a lot of science behind it. We don't understand the magic other than. It comes from other dimensions, so the methodology works. It's not confusing. Most people will get it. It's very well done, and I look forward to see him using more spells and different powers because, I mean, without the Sorcerer Supreme, he's probably learning some of those more powerful spells in those locked-away books mm-hmm. that, that we saw in the, those shelves. Yeah, exactly. But I think this is a this is a good opportunity to, to launch in the two things that I thought were wasted in this movie, and I think that's what a lot of people are going to be talking about. Uh, you know, they'll say uh, ten out of ten for the visuals, that's for sure. But you know, when it comes down to the story, we kind of fall into the same trappings a lot of these other Marvels movies are doing, where you have a, a kind of a wasted villain, 
I mean, uh, he was just there just for the sake mm-hmm. of being the bad guy. Obviously, he was uh, kind of uh, under the, the thumb a little bit of Dormammu, but uh, still not too interesting. Uh, and also, we have a, a wasted character of Rachel McAdams, which just really made me feel like Natalie Portman all over again with the Thor movies where, I mean, it's just like, are they going to do anything a little bit more substantial? Um, actually Rachel McAdams, I would say did even less. I mean, she was just there to kind of, uh, be able to tell Dr. Strange's story a little bit more before he became the sorcerer. So I'm not saying she uh, necessarily needed to be in the whole movie, but it just seemed like she didn't really have much to do besides save yeah. him when it, when she, things got dangerous. Yeah. So, I mean, so ironically, she's very much like the Rosario Dawson character in the Netflix shows mm-hmm. uh, before the Luke Cage series, of course, when she had a more leading role because Christine Palmer played by Rachel McAdams had her own series called night nurse of comic book series. Mm-hmm. Where she healed superheroes, um, and did she had no ties to Doctor Strange, so maybe they are leading her up to be more of a, a like a, a nurse for superheroes later on. Because I think Doctor Strange is going to take over the cinematic universe at least till his contract's up, mm-hmm. and um, using Rachel McAdams as maybe his Pepper Potts a little bit more, but less in distress might be might be interesting. Yeah, I mean Pepper Potts is really the ideal way to kind of bring in that that uh non-superpowered uh uh love interest into the Marvel movies. Uh, she worked out really really well. I don't know if Gwyneth Paltrow uh aka the Goop is going to be coming back anytime soon uh into the Marvel movies, but I thought she worked really really well. So I, I'm hoping maybe we can get something like that with with, yeah. with her in the future. Um but yeah, uh, so those are just kind of like two components that I, I wished we had a little bit more development on, but but it's kind of at the same time, I'm not surprised. We haven't had the best villains in the Marvel Universe, uh, but we kind of had an after credit scene that makes me a little bit more excited for Doctor Strange so, 2. So, so you, you, you bring up a good point here. The villains... And the the woman love interest in this um, actually are they're they're not good as in this movie like this movie is very safe like I say a, a billion times but the impact on the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward is what these characters I think are most tied to mm-hmm. and that's where I'm putting my money and my hype in it because Kaecilius might be dead but we have Baron Mordo as a personal villain to Doctor Strange going forward. Yeah, and we have. And that 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 looks pretty cool cuz it seems like his motivation is like what he said in that second ending credit scene there's too many sorcerers. So he's not looking mm. he's we have a villain who he, who used to be a good guy so we understand where he came from you know we are we are attached to his character he has layers um he doesn't want to destroy the whole world he's actually the perfect villain what you want in a villain is you want to see things from their side and understand why they're doing it so he thinks a world with less sorcerers is a better world so we, mm-hmm. we totally get where he's coming through on that end so i i am really looking forward to seeing that movie i think that will yep. be awesome and then we have the multiverse opening up and Dormammu in the dark dimension leading up to maybe more of these universes being explored later on down the road. Yeah, maybe. Um, and, and, and Christine Palmer becoming a, a nurse for these superheroes during infinity war and maybe, you know, other team up films. So the future of the Marvel cinematic universe is built on Dr. Strange right now. We just don't know it yet. Much like Iron Man set a bunch of tape, the pieces in place for the cinematic universe in phase one. Yeah. I- and that, 
Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, I could see it happening. I, I don't think it's going to be as effective as you're leaning towards, but I, I, I can visualize it. I don't think he's going to make as much of as a footprint. I think we'll need to go a little bit far, farther to see what's going to happen in Phase 4. I don't think a Dormammu necessarily is going to end up being the next Thanos, but it, it, it will be kind of interesting to see how they balance it. You would think the discovery of another dimension would just totally put a stop to everything else going on in the Marvel Universe well, and be like, hey guys, shut up. Who cares about space? There's other fucking dimensions going on. It, well, exactly. And, and something else um, they, they set up here was that when you mess with time, you fracture the universe and create different possibilities and timelines and mess that up mm-hmm. well he reversed a whole several minutes fight of, scene of time. a fight scene and just to go off on that real quick how cool is it to see a fight scene in reverse like we mm-hmm. we saw that big uh that big sorcerer battle was about to happen in hong kong and then they cut away from it and we're like oh man they they, they came through their, their their little sling portal and the fight's all over but then they're just like nope nope it still happened we're just gonna show it to you in reverse i thought that was so cool yeah, no, it was. And, like, seeing, like, you know, Wong being brought back to life and stuff being, like, they're dodging debris even though it's being put back together uh-huh. kind of ways. Um, I think, and then Kaisele's got trapped in a wall. <laughs> um, so, I, there, yeah, so that was really cool. But, like, the idea, like, he, he used the time gem so much he may have caused issues going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, could, could be an issue as well. I, I think there are possibilities opening up more so than maybe – pure facts for these characters and villains and and powers so that's what really has me excited for but that that leads me to this end credit scene going forward well he's now met thor and he's trying to get rid of all the magical items on earth yeah i mean pretty much or magical threats this is something that i really was waiting to talk to you about is where does that fit in because he said thor is on earth with his brother loki trying to track down odin and we've seen we've seen footage, or I guess street shots of Odin for the next Thor Ragnarok movie, where he's on Earth, kind of looking like a bum. So, does mm-hmm. that mean Doctor Strange is going to be popping up in Thor well, Ragnarok, and are they going to be going to Earth looking for Odin, or did we just, oh, how, or did we? How just, quickly you forget, Mike, that we <laughs> actually have images of Thor holding up the address to Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum. Oh yeah, from that's the right. Of Thor. So, uh, 166A Bleecker Street is the name. And uh, I believe Doctor Strange will cameo in Thor momentarily. So that is pretty uh, funny because we were kind of running off the assumption that Thor Ragnarok was going to be taking place nearly 100% off, you know, off Earth in these uh, Asgardian realms and these other places. So to seeing that maybe they're going to be making a pit stop on Earth, I mean, that's kind of cool. And if Doctor Strange shows up, that's, I mean, that's, well, that's it, even it, cooler. It may depend on where in the film it takes place. Now, I, I don't know how in the middle of this big gladiator battle-filled movie they're going to oh. have time. They're like, oh, we need to go stop by Earth for a minute, bro. Um, it could be the beginning. It could be a trap for Thor um, uh, set by Loki. Or it could be the end of it when they need to find Odin and set things right. Um, so I don't know where it fits in, but I'm, I mean, they're going to be there for a minute. Uh, Guardians is, is not set on Earth, I think, is the one you're thinking of. 
um, is 100% in space, Guardians 2. Oh, no, I, I was assuming Ragnarok would just oh. be off Earth because, you know, we're going to have Hulk there just in his armor, just beating up shit. You know, I just didn't think Earth would e- would really factor into the Thor's uh, third story. But I think it's it's cool. Like, the like this is like the gift and the curse of after credit scenes. Uh, the gift is I so look forward to him so much. Like, when the third act's going on and things are starting to wrap up and they're starting to have the hero defeat the villain, I'm almost already thinking about the after credit scene i'm just like oh yeah what's going to be there what juicy secrets am i going to latch on to for the next couple years that might uh give me some hints of what we're about to see but also at the same time when it comes to after credit scenes is we don't usually get a nicely wrapped up completed story you know uh there's always uh, a feeling of what's next what's next what's next uh down the line with these marvel movies so I can't remember the last time I watched a nice uh, in a bow uh, superhero movie. I mean, maybe the Nolan Batman movies were kind of tied off with a nice bow, like where each movie could stand on its own relatively well. So yeah, when we're in these big franchise movies, you never really get that sense of completion with each film. You you know, if you, mm-hmm. you feel like if you're about to sit down on a weekend and you're just like, oh, I just want to watch one of the Marvel movies. Well, it's not quite that simple. You know, after you watch one of them, do you need to make more time? to watch five more of them you know because it's kind of like hey i'm gonna sit down and watch just one episode of daredevil can you just watch one episode of daredevil you kind of need to watch all of them so it's kind of a gift and a curse yeah well i mean speaking of of maybe how it ties into other movies um they i think the most wasted line is this oh when when wong says oh well that's that's what you get when you use an infinity stone oh yeah i forgot that's a really wasted line but at the at the same time I was watching this whole movie and I had forgotten about the existence of Infinity Stones. They just haven't popped up in a mm. while. There wasn't one in a Civil War, so they were just kind of in the back. They weren't. They were just uh, filed deeply in my mind, uh, my mind filing yeah. cabinet. So at the end of the movie, when they're just like, "Oh, Infinity Stone," I was just like, "Whoa!" I totally forgot that you know we were supposed to be on the lookout for those. And actually, uh, I came across a, an image the other day because I needed it really. really Really bad where it was kind of talking about the the uh, um, the existence of the infinity stones and just to mm-hmm. go over them really quick we have the space stone which was the tesseract we have the yes. mind stone which was in loki's spear yes and we yellow have, we have the reality stone which was the ether and thor the dark world that red misty stuff the red one we have the power stone which we all know was in guardians of the galaxy they had to do a little dance dance to uh distribute its, its power around it's purple yeah and we have the time stone which was in the eye of agamotto which is green and that totally makes sense when it comes to time and moving time around i feel dumb i never made that connection earlier like oh he has the power he has the ability to change time and, and, and it's in an object and it's glowing green. I guess it's just magic. I just never assumed it was a, an infinity stone. So now what we have left on the on the table is the soul stone. And you're, you're leaning um, uh, Adam, uh, Adam Warlock, right? Um, not really. Um, actually, the more I think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have a theory that vibranium is tied into the soul stone somehow. Oh, really? Yes, because... Thanos has to come to Earth. Vibranium was technically a meteor that hit Earth, and that's what they're creating it from. And um, the Black Panther's powers come from his ability to see all his ancestors. Whoever's the Black Panther 
has the ability to access all of the Black Panther, uh-huh. like who all the previous Black Panthers' knowledge and wisdom, and have counsel with him. So if, if all the Black Panther souls are in uh, a Black Panther medallion, I see what you're saying. Okay, it could tie into it and you know give give meaning to vibranium a little more and and its special abilities with the black panther i think that's a clever theory i don't know if it's going to pan out but i would definitely give props to the uh to the cleverness of it uh, i like the idea of maybe the last infinity stone that we haven't seen actually isn't a tiny little stone it was a giant meteor that fell on earth that's kind of that's kind of clever i like that i don't i don't necessarily know how that works with thanos trying to fit it in a glove just because it's spread out it's not this own individual thing but you know maybe they could find a way to make it work but i kind of like that i kind of like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be my guess, and that that ties up since Black Panther is the last movie before, um, you know, uh, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little thread into that. Uh, whereas I think it's not in Guardians. It's not going to be in Spider Man, um, and Thor, Thor would be the only other option. But I feel having all the Infinity Stones pop up in Thor pretty much. <laughs> would be a little unfair to them even though he's out there in the cosmos doing stuff yeah so but i don't know i, I honestly don't yeah. know at this point yeah but we'll see you know this movie had lots of interesting things pop up pop up into it and yeah. you know i think b- before we can uh jump off of this uh spoiler cast of doctor strange we can talk a little bit about the easter eggs and, and one that i kind of yes. question i gave to you earlier that we were trying to figure out was just before Doctor Strange crashes his car, he gets a couple prospective uh, patient calls on the phone. Which you should not be yes. you should not be texting and driving, looking at screens. They even gave you a little uh, uh, public service announcement at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. That said, don't be distracted and drive. You could you could literally kill yourself. But I actually thought, hey, if I get if I drive off a cliff, I might become a wizard. So that might work out well for me. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I was looking into it a little bit before we started recording here. There was mention of a uh, a marine with spinal cord injury. Uh, Correct. Uh, the first thing that popped into my head, just because I couldn't quite remember, I thought maybe that could be Diamondback from Luke Cage because he was kind of also in an exosuit that they brought up, but I don't think that that's really it. I felt really stupid when people were just like, no, it's actually probably War Machine. Uh, because that was an exosuit and he, uh, you know, was damaged from the waist down with that stuff. Uh, people are saying uh, chronologically that might not work out. So, so I, it is not Rhodes. Rhodes, so they say Marine Colonel. Rhodes was an Air Force Colonel. Oh, uh, okay. And um, Rhodes is like 45 to 49 in the movies, and this was 35 years old. Oh. Now, this ties into my very first thing we started with the, the podcast. We don't know when the beginning of this takes place, mm-hmm. but Civil War happens in real time, essentially, is, yeah. is, is when Civil War happens. So he would have been 40-something when he got hit by Vision. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, so um, there's no way to tie those up. However, the theory is this is this is the test pilot from Iron Man 2, like you said. Uh, did you say that? Yes? Uh, no, but that is one thing I was going to – you're reading my mind over here with that mind, Jim. But, yeah, some people were saying that it could be um, uh, Hammer Tech, you know, yes. possibly trying to make some more suits. And we did see Hammer Tech pop back up in Luke Cage, so maybe they're trying to find a mm-hmm. way to, to resurface Hammer. I don't know if there's a possibility of an Iron Man 4. I, I don't think so, but well, maybe they're trying to bring Hammer back to the universe. J- Justin Hammer was in the um, one-shot from Iron Man 3, All Hail the King, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually in Seagate Prison where Luke Cage was held. Oh, so cool. So there's, there's a bunch of Luke Cage tie-in stuff there, but I think it's the, that Marine Colonel um, 
uh, who was with Hammer, who who got his spine crushed by the experimental armor. Oh, I see what you're saying. So and, that's where you kind of place that timeline of the movie there. And and this and Doctor Strange broke his hands in 2010 and has spent six years getting his hands operated on and healing and operating on and healing and learning magic yeah. along the way and wasting all of his money. And then we had, yeah. uh, I, for some reason, I feel like they mentioned three patients, but I can only remember that one and this other one that had a uh, that was struck by lightning and had an imp- an electrical implant at the uh, in their brain or something. Yeah, um, to control schizophrenia. Yeah, I haven't heard too many theories. Some some people said maybe Captain Marvel. I don't yeah. I don't know if Captain Marvel so, has anything to do with schizophrenia. No. So so there there is not the biggest. Um, Thing with that is they say Captain Marvel is a guest because they know they have to change the the um, creation of Captain Marvel mm-hmm. in the com because they said it was too much like Green Lantern so they changed it um, and Captain Marvel has this mode called binary she transfers into whenever she gets really angry uh-huh. and like she kind of ha- might have schizophrenia maybe oh okay um, <laughs> but she doesn't have a chip and was not struck by lightning as yeah, far as we know it's hard for me to imagine that getting struck by lightning will give you all of those powers i mean that might work on the cw it worked on <laughs> south park it movie. might work on south park the movie but i don't think it's going to work so yeah. i i feel like those easter eggs are important though i feel like they mm-hmm. wouldn't they wouldn't make a very specific scenario like chip and schizophrenia and lightning if it wasn't maybe going to play in the future so i mean i the schizophrenia part really jumped into my head because we all know your your favorite character either next to black bolt or maybe in front of is the sentry that we know does have mental instability so maybe well i think i think they they said it was a girl who got it like it was a she well maybe the sentry's gonna be a girl man it's the cinematic universe anything oh man but yeah, I guess I mean that's cool. But I, there are other things that reference comic books, the the Doctor Strange comic books about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wi-Fi password Shambhala uh-huh. um, is a is a series called Into Shambhala, and um, very much um, Doctor Strange has a choice in this to do like a golden age of oh, the world, but must sacrifice people to achieve it. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a very interesting graphic novel, very artful, very artful. Um, and also the, um, the scene where he's floating over his body while she's operating on it is from um, a series, Doctor Strange called The Oath. Which is like I think mid two thousands. Yeah, and I I saw some of those comic book pages, and it looks like they almost used them as a uh, direct references to make the scene. So uh-huh. that that was kind of cool. So I think if you're a hardcore Doctor Strange fan out there who's reading the comic books, there's a lot of to appreciate in this movie. And I, I think the the last thing we we can talk on before we exit the this uh, spoiler cast is the Stanley cameo was pretty pretty funny. Well, that is. I, I enjoyed that. Was actually ruined for me in the um, fifteen minute preview. <laughs> See, but that's, that's okay. why I don't go to him, man. But I don't. I don't get my kicks on Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> However, this is probably the shortest time into a movie I've ever heard them say the title of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, because his name is Doctor Strange, Mister Doctor Strange. <laughs> well, that is but, strange. Um, I actually want to go back to one more item. They talk about whenever he's fighting Mordo, he uses the the wand. Or the staff of the Living Tribunal. Uh-huh. The Living Tribunal is the second most powerful character in the Marvel comic book universe. And he has the ability to disable Infinity Gauntlets with the snap of his finger. Ooh, so maybe Doctor Strange is going to kind of take that Adam Warlock role 
when it comes to fighting uh, Thanos, where he's uh, maybe we might get someone else, but at at the same time, the acknowledgement of the Living Tribunal is huge. Um, if, if if for at least comic book fans, will they translate that directly? I doubt it, but he did. I believe he fixed everything. The um the the Infinity Gauntlet did in the in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline mm-hmm. as well. So um, the the Living Tribunal was definitely a big name drop uh, for at least the upcoming uh, Infinity War film. So yeah, uh, at the end of the day, I, you know I like the movie more talking over it with you than mulling it over in my mind. Yeah, if I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, there, there's just there's a lot to take out of this movie. Uh, I, I mean j- to 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 button things up here, uh, which I wish some more of the Marvel movies would do. Uh, overall, it's a, it, I think it's a really solid film. Uh, like you said, they played it safe. There's I think some room to make the Marvel universe grow when it comes to storytelling where I feel like we kind of saw this movie already a little bit with, uh, with Iron Man, but we got a lot of really impressive visuals, uh, that carried us along the way. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch played an amazing, uh, um, Dr. Strange. So I'm, I'm looking forward to more, uh, to more Dr. Strange in this universe. And, uh, it's a solid, solid addition. I, I agree. I, again, like we said earlier, it's better than Ant-Man uh, in terms of standalone movies, but I don't know if it's the the best uh, of them all. No, so, like no. you said, it's not top three, but it is in the upper half of the 14 films um, we, we've, we've got to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. Uh, the, 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 the movie is going to graduate with honors. Uh, it's got a solid GPA. Uh, might not be going to Harvard like uh, the Winter Soldier will, but it's definitely going to be going to a good school. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward. I want to go back and watch it again. I think I really need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some maybe sometime this week. Um, hit hit a hit an afternoon showing, or maybe next weekend. But um, definitely worthy of a second watch. And IMAX 3D would be my suggestion. Yeah, hell yeah, man. So in the meantime, Mike, are you going to do any Doctor Strange comic books or comics? Hey, you never your- you, you never know. Whatever uh, cheeky dumb idea I can make funny, yeah, I I just might. And if you want to see that, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you could read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, people might not know this, but Chris already snagged his Doctor Strange pop vinyl exclusively from the Comic Con line. So maybe if you mm-hmm. want to see a picture of that, uh, where can they see it? I definitely have probably six Doctor Strange <laughs> vinyls right now. Um, so you can definitely check that out on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, I talked a little bit about the movie on my other podcast, Filmside Chats, this week. So you can listen to a little bit over that over there. And uh, read my review on Comic UI. I don't think I posted it yet because I'm having uh, database troubles with, with our websites today. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, definitely some tech filled issues maybe we just need magic to solve all this yeah you, you just need the wi-fi password we do and if people want to know about all the other magic we do where can they do that at well the best place to find all of the places that we host our little show here is superhero slate.com that is where you can find all the outlets uh we host this show we're on itunes youtube google play music soundcloud stitcher tumblr subscribe and get us right in your email inbox and like us on facebook and follow us on twitter if you're a fan of the show, you can leave us a review wherever you listen to this uh, this uh, production, and uh, we really appreciate that. And if you're a fan, if you're a super fan of the show, if you're a super sorcerer supreme, uh, consider uh, sharing us with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week and every major comic book movie release to spoiler cast the hell out of it and tell you what we thought. 
Yes, I do have to give props to superfan Jim Mentier making a Sorcerer Supreme joke, saying it's different than a Sorcerer because it adds uh, extra cheese, lettuce, and sour cream for a buck ninety-nine. So I, tomatoes I don't know too. If you got... There's usually tomatoes in there. Tomatoes. I don't know if it's original, uh, Jim, but you definitely you have me lolling in real life. So <laughs> tickling the ribs there. That's right. Well, Mike, I've made enough magic with you today. Uh, two shows down, <laughs> oh yeah. If, if you know what I mean. So I'm. We're going to get out of here, and we'll catch you guys uh, on our regular scheduled programming next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Bend over, and I'll show you the third eye.